Good morning and welcome back to a, another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I am your host, Sarah Arnold. Um, I also uh, am recording this right at the tail end of episode four because um, I still feel like there was a lot to unpack from that and I'd like to get into a little bit more details in terms of the flight or the the fight or flight response and um, the the circumstances that I found myself under that have helped me to identify this behavior pattern. Um, so <clears throat> I I gave a little bit of information about that first individual that I was involved with, right? And so what I would do in that circumstance with this person. Um, uh, this is what I noticed when I felt um, emotional overwhelm. What I would do is I would basically remove myself from the person, place, or thing. So far, it's been person, which is that I find to view as a threat to my safety. And so this went, this is another thing that went off and on during the entirety that we were in communication. But I like, I also made some, uh, very insightful observations into, um, um, what that was, but I don't know if I'll get into too much of that right now. But so while I was having a, uh, <clears throat> primarily message based, um, relationship with this person, like I had also gotten involved with uh, another individual and uh, with that one, um, it was, uh, how would I describe that? Very inconsistent. Like the entirety of that involvement was extremely inconsistent. Um, that's what I would call, a, like I would definitely say that the, the second one was a trauma bond. And I say that because um, like it started off like really smooth, really strong, very well. And it went from that into like, it was like a push pull dynamic where, um, like this person was the runner and I was the chaser in this push pull dynamic. And what's weird to me is the entire time this was happening, like I knew, like my logical brain knew that this was unhealthy and that I shouldn't be doing this. And I need to like, I, I knew I needed to remove myself from that and I felt that very strongly and uh, I had a very challenging time despite that actually being able to do that. It's like it was almost like a compulsion and uh, I can't think of any other way to describe what that experience was. It was like I it was like a, like I felt compulsed like completely out of control in terms of, uh, like, I knew I needed to let go of this and I knew I needed to take a step back, but at the same time, I felt like I couldn't. And it was very confusing and very complicated. And, uh, so during the time frame that I had the involvement with this individual, where I was experiencing this very strong push pull dynamic, um, when I would receive, you know, any kind of communication from them, um, it was very positive. The communication that I did receive, it was just very infrequent and very inconsistent. And, um, from what I understand that kind of a circumstance, what it does to your brain, it's 
I feel like it's probably not dissimilar to drug addiction, except instead of being a drug, it's a love addiction or a lust addiction or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, and so in that circumstance, like it was almost like I was constantly living in a fight or flight response, like at all times, you know, like that response was always activated all the time. And, uh, what um, I found challenging in that was to function like everything was overstimulating during the duration of that. Like everything was overstimulating and I'll be forward and say, I really can't remember what it was that I was able to do to finally shut it off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause I pretty much ceased communication, you know, and finally was able to like, just stop, let it go, you know? Like, I, I, I really don't know how, like, I don't know how, but, um, during the time that all that was happening, it was basically like everything was overstimulating. Um, this was a time in which what I would do is I would go back and forth. Like I would remove all, all facets of social media from my phone. I would turn off notifications for everything. Um, I set do not disturb alarms on my phone. I mean, my phone's pretty much been on silent for at least the last five years. So that's not, you know, anything different. I only find out my phone's not on silent after I do a screenshot and my ringtone magically gets turned up from that. Um, but the, the entire time is like any outside stimulus was too much for me. And so like, I was trying my best to find ways to keep myself calm. Um, I'm not going to say I succeeded in this, but eh, like, I guess I succeeded well enough that I'm still here. So that's promising. But um, at the same time, like there were certain moments where I felt such a state of overwhelm. Like I, I didn't know what I was going to do from one moment to the next because it was just too much. Like there's no other way to describe it except for too much and overstimulating. Like everything was overstimulating. Talking with people was overstimulating. Um, like it didn't matter what I was doing. Like everything was just too much all the time. And, um, it got to the point where like I almost shut down completely, um, like mentally and physically. I just like, I don't know. It was like, like, I don't know if you've ever seen that little gif of, or like any video clips of like Kermit the Frog, like going, ah, like flannel, flailing his arms around all crazy. Like, like it felt like that all the time, you know, like, and I felt like there was no outlet for it. And so the only thing I felt like I could do was to turn it off. You know what I mean? Like just turn everything off. And that helped to some degree. Um, uh, I don't know if it was the best choice because basically what I did was I shut everybody out, you know, like that was my safe place was to shut everybody out and go like deep within myself. And that's how I cope with living in that state for like months at a time. Um, and it's scary. So yeah, I was able to, you know, cut that appendage off and finally push through it. I don't remember what the time frame was that got me back to any form of seeming normalcy, but whatever. Um, and so from that, what that gets into is, uh, 
I started seeing somebody in the middle of June, right? This is somebody long distance because, uh, I don't know, there's something about somebody being near me that's just not safe, so I can't have that. <laughs> um, anyhow, it was long distance, so what we would do is we would commute back and forth, you know, periodically on like weekends or whatever um, to, you know, spend time together, and it was cool. Um, one of the things that I noticed in that, so first of all, I don't know if I've, um, talked about this, but I'm low key, a clean freak. Actually, it's not even low key. I'm a clean freak. Okay. <clears throat> this is the thing that I used as a self-soothing technique when I was married to keep myself calm was I would clean and I would clean and I would clean and I would clean. This is how, this is what I used the outlet for, you know, all of this negative energy that I had was cleaning. This is how I felt a sense of control in my home environment was by cleaning it and cleaning it and cleaning it, right? And so sometimes if I'm if I'm in a, an environment that is like, you know, messy in any kind of a capacity or you know what I mean? Like if it's not, I don't know, anybody who's been to my house knows what I mean. If it's not like this, which my house is a little messy right now for me. And um, if it's not like this, nine times out of ten what I'll get is anxious like I can't you know like after a little while I'll start to feel like I'm being closed in on or like I'm being suffocated or whatever right <clears throat> so I get involved with this person that um I wouldn't say it was I would call it messy for what it was um he was nice and he was calm and like I don't know like it was weird like I felt calm around him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to describe it any differently. Like, I felt calm and I just felt like I was okay, you know, when we were together. And, um, you know, he was very respectful of any um, boundaries that I had put up. And he had tried to be very um, understanding of where I was at and why I was there and blah, 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 blah. Like, all that, all that, uh, fine details. Okay. But, um, the other thing about him is I noticed like, so he was very physically affectionate, right? And, um, uh, fun fact about me, I'm not. And it's not so much that I don't enjoy it. It's something that like, I don't initiate it. And it's not something I would ever think to do. Like, I don't know why my brain works this way, but it does. Like I have a few theories and, uh, I'd rather not get into them right now, but either way, like, it's just not my thing. You know what I mean? That's not my primary drive is like physical affection, you know, as a form of uh, a love language. And, but he was so, you know, like, okay, like I try to get down with this. I'm not saying I didn't, but what I think that did is, um, that, on one hand gave me a sense of safety, but then on the other hand, I think that that sense of safety and security, um, like basically like lit my brain on fire <laughs> for a lack of better term, because, um, and I think in a nutshell, like that's why I ran from that. Like, is that, uh, like I, I was, um, even more anxious about the potential of feeling safe with another person 
than I was about feeling unsafe. Because um, once that realization hit me, like, because of, you know, our circumstances, you know, a lot of times when we would get together, it, it had a strong domestic feel to it, you know, um, like, it, it was like getting glimpses of what living together might be like. And uh, for me, coming from where I was coming from, like, the, I, like, I wanted more of this. I, I like, I wanted more of this with this person. And uh, that was terrifying. Like, when, when that became a conscious thought, instead of just, you know, me being able to live in the moment and enjoy whatever was happening in the present without anything additional attached to it, like, I freaked out, like, bad, like, bad, 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 <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> like, I couldn't, I didn't know what to do with that at all, like, as soon as that became a realization that, um, I want to spend more time with you. Um, I, I want this to be more consistent than what it is. Like, I just felt like I was being suffocated by those feelings. Like literally like I was being suffocated. And I think it was that sensation that led me to like, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Like, and so I expressed that. And, uh, um, on one hand, um, he seemed very empathetic towards it and he had elaborated that he didn't feel like he was, you know, ready for anything because, um, where he was at, um, having gotten out of a relationship, but at the same time, consistent communication was still maintained in the aftermath of that. And so I was really, I don't know that I would say I was confused. Like I wasn't sure if what that was, was a fight or if we we're just, you know, still being friendly after everything is done, you know? <clears throat> so I didn't really try to overthink that instead. I was just kind of functioning, but, um, that's basically what had happened though is like feeling safe with this person made me feel unsafe. <laughs> if that makes any kind of sense whatsoever. And so that's how I responded to that, though, was by, uh, like, shutting down and, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I have to set this aside because I can't fucking deal with this right now. This is too much. This is too much. And so, you know, at the end of that, like, that's what I did. Like, I shut down and I, I pretty much killed everything for, like, four months, I think, three months, where I'm like, I can't, like, I can't social media. I can't with other people. Like, I just fucking can't. If you're not somebody that's in my bubble, like you can't exist to me right now because it was just, again, it was that, like that heightened state of like being like literally trapped on the daily in your fight or flight response. And, uh, now I can identify that for what it is. And, uh, like I recently got, I don't know if I would say involved, whatever, I reconnected. That's what I would say. I have recently reconnected with somebody, um, that I care about that I've known for a very long time that, um, I've had a lot of different feelings for. Okay. Like, first of all, long time friend, um, somebody I really care about and, um, they, um, are going through some similar things to what I've recently gone through. Um, I'm sure the circumstances, the, I'm sure there are different, you know, um, fine details in terms of like the marriage, you know, it was a different family member that had passed away 
but the the time frame it kind of lines up with where I was at you know like the time frames for my losses in you know my processes and so we've been talking about that off and on for a little while and something else had come up and uh, so I made a point to go see this person okay because um the the other things that came up had concerned me like tremendously and the more i sat with that fear about their circumstances um the more i realized that i didn't want the last time we saw each other to be the last time we see each other like ever and so um because i was like 2001 i think so and like let me just say I don't feel like I'm close with a lot of people. The people that I'm close with, I cherish. Like, I love those people because at some point or another, I trusted you enough to let you in and I haven't pushed you away. So that means I really trust you. Like, I really, really trust you because you're still there. Right. And so, like, I made a point to go see them. Um, and, um, uh, we reconnected and it was a really nice time. And, um, in, in the end though, uh, because of their circumstances and my circumstances, what it sounded like from the communications that we've had afterwards is that, um, they are now where I was in like, this is too much. Like, um, the entire, like the entire, the entirety of the encounter coupled with where they're at right now, it's like, it activated their flight or flight response. And, um, um, from what I understand, you know, that was something that they were living with for, for like, he, he was experiencing this for a period of a couple of days of like, he said it was anxiety. Like, I think it's different just from my own experiences. I think it's more intense. It's like anxiety on a neurological level that you can't shut down and shut off. Um, and, um, so like basically that encounter activated his fight or flight response and what's peculiar is it's almost like a snowball effect where like you know what I mean he was activated and then I was activated from his activation and um like I don't think that he is unsafe but at the same time I feel like like I I needed to like my response to that was to go home like I I had to go get in my safe place and so here I am back in my safe place and um like it's like the other thing I had to do to get myself out of that. And this was the thing that was really fucking hard because like, I'm a worrier. Like I worry a lot and I was very concerned about his well being and his mental health to the point where like, I don't think it would be considered like suffocating to a normal person, but compared to our previous patterns of communication, I felt like I was being suffocating because like I, w I was like drowning in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was drowning in this fear of what's going to happen. You know, what could happen to you because of, you know, where, like where your head is at. And this occurred because of me looking at things through my own lens of perception, you know, like my lens of perception is that if somebody reaches out for help, like they have to, like, they have to be like completely at their wits end. And I say this because like, I don't reach out for help. I can be at my wits end. 
you know, like I can be to the point where I don't think I can handle life anymore and it's fucking awful. Like, and I can barely fucking function, but I won't reach out for help. Like the only real, the only reason I realize it's as bad as I do is because somebody points it out to me. Like, I don't even know how bad I am until somebody fucking tells me how bad I am. And that's when, you know what I mean? Like I break down. And so in, in, uh, having this communication with somebody that reaches out to me for help, like, like my brain is already on fire. Like, Oh my God, like, like I'm terrible. And it's like really fucked up because like in my mind, like you're on the brink of suicide. You know what I mean? Like that, that's where my mind goes like right away is that, um, if, if you're reaching out for help, like that's where you are. Like you're at the fucking very end. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm never going to see you again. Like this is going to be the end of it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to know what could be because I'm not going to take, because I had never taken that chance. And, uh, so I took the chance and, uh, <laughs> basically what I did, my, my actions, uh, led to a very beautiful reconnection. And then on the tail end of that, like basically, uh, two people being trapped in a trauma response. So, I don't know if I would say I did the right thing or the wrong thing, but in the aftermath of that, the only thing I felt that I could choose to do was to step back and let go and like have hope and faith that, you know, during this time when he needs the world turned off, because that's the other thing that I've done was, you know, like for listening to his descriptions before I kind of took a step back, like, I think that he's about to be going through what I was going through in like 2020, like in like late 2021, early 2022, and then like late 2022, where everything is too much to the point where like, you just need quiet, you know what I mean? Like you just need to go. And that's where I thought that he was. So I gave him the tips and the tools that helped me when I was at the worst of that and just stepped away, you know, and by stepped away, I mean like, I like I shut him off you know like and that's that's me <laughs> fight or flight response right this is how I respond like he's the like to me he's the threat and I don't mean that in the same way that I do for the previous people that I've been involved with like it's the reminder of his existence is the threat you know because being reminded of his existence to me is being reminded that you might not exist, you know, of, of, uh, that's what sends me into that spiral of, uh, fear is no, like, so I have to put that aside. And so I just have to hope that, you know, everything goes okay. And, you know, maybe, maybe we can touch base again when he's on the other side of that, you know, because it's a hard place to be. It's a really fucking hard place to be. Like, and, and like, I did make communication. Like if you need somebody, I'm here, but like 100% of the communications that we have, like they're entirely in his control. Like I just had to let it go and just not be in that place of, you know, like that obsessive, like Kermit the frog. Like it's all about that fucking Kermit the frog, a little Kermit the frog running around flailing his arms. Oh, ah! You know, like it's all about not being there. <laughs> and so this is uh, how I've chosen to deal with that after 
realizing what that current circumstance was doing for me. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, I hope, I hope he's well. I really hope he's well. I really hope he sees his way out of this. I, you know, I, I hope that his time frame and that little, in that corner, in that box or whatever the fuck you want to call it is, uh, shorter and easier than mine. I, I hope he has a, an okay time, you know, figuring all this shit out. But, um, I don't know. Like, obviously in, in his mind, I'm the threat. That's, you know what I mean? That's what I deduced in all of this. And there's a very large part of me that like, so I carry guilt and shame because of my own experiences. I carry guilt and shame for being the person that brought that on to somebody that I care about. Um, where, you know, I thought I, I was going in because I wanted to help. And because, you know, I, again, I didn't, I didn't want the last time we saw each other to be the last time we saw each other, you know, you know, regardless of the circumstance. And so, but what I ended up doing was just, uh, basically setting his brain on fire. <laughs> it's pretty much, that's what my actions did is I, I set this motherfucker's brain on fire. Like, here you go, you know, and then ran because, uh, you know, the fire moved. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, it's another form of letting go. Like I, ha I, that's what I had to do. And that's what I have to do. Like I, this is still a very current thing. So this is something I'm being, um, aware of in the present right now. So, but yeah, there, that, that was the rabbit hole. I wanted to dive down to elaborate on that a little bit further. Um, in the meantime, I hope everybody has a great day and uh, be well.